Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. Is this the Krusty Krab? No, this is Patrick. I'm not a Krusty Krab. Welcome back. It is the fourth episode of the AKSI Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your co-host, Connor Kazin. I go by Mr. Prez. Every week, I'm joined by my other co-host, Hell Yeah, Fried Rice, Mr. Randy, motherfucking Yim. Randy, how are you doing today? Welcome, welcome. I am doing great, feeling good, feeling great. How about you? I am feeling, honestly, I'm like all over the place right now. I like rushed home to do the show and I was like, oh, I got to still do my power rankings, which I guess is splitting what's going to come up on the show. Uh, but we have another guest this week and we are very excited to be joined by Miss Undefeated in the Fantasy Football League. Miss Kristen Liebman is on the show. Welcome, Kristen. Hello, hello. The champ is here. Very excited to be here. We're very excited to have you. So how are you feeling about the fantasy football season so far? I'm feeling very good going into the season. I thought for sure that this was going to be canceled season. And so I didn't give that much thought preseason. So it feels pretty good to be undefeated. I have been, I guess, subconsciously stressing about it because I have been dreaming about fantasy football. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're someone and you can still feel that anger all day long. That happened to me this week. I had a dream that Leo didn't think the fantasy teams were fair. And so he was going to redraft all of the teams. And I thought it was optional, and so I didn't, I didn't participate, and he auto-drafted me, and I got a shitty team. <laughs> and I was so mad that I rage-quit the league and told Leo he could find anybody to fill my spot because I was done forever. <laughs> do, you re- do you remember who were the players on your teams that you just hated? No, I don't think I remember any of the players. Um, I, it was just one of those dreams where I woke up like genuinely mad and was <laughs> like feel still feel mad at Leo the next day. Didn't know I cared that much about uh, fantasy football, but I guess I do. Sorry, Leo. Or actually, he should apologize to me. He stole my great team. <laughs> did what? it carry? Did it carry over into? real life and were you kind of angry yeah, at him in real life because day, of it kind of peeped off at leo <laughs> shots fired at the commissioner the dream commissioner <laughs> and so what about the season so you're three and oh right now you got to be feeling real good about uh your position within the league and uh getting a third win you're the only person who's undefeated so far Yeah, it does feel pretty good. You know, I've been listening to this podcast every week when it comes out and things like bubble team, uh, maybe in between. Five and eight this podcast before. So feels pretty good to be sitting at three and oh, and then on the podcast to kind of show you guys up. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here to, to defend that and, 
I think there are a lot of retracting statements that need to be had. Um, so let's get right into it. Let's get into the recaps for week three. Let's go into your matchup, right? I think um, you went into Monday night uh, down by like 12 points and you had Patty Mahomes who just absolutely crushed it within the first half, right? You didn't even need Hollywood Brown, who I thought was going to have his redemption game this week. Didn't even need him because Patty Mahomes came through, almost put up a 50-piece. Yeah, that, that did feel pretty good. It's always nice to have Patrick. It's uh, Patrick, by the way. Please stop <laughs> calling him Pat. And Patty, he goes by Patrick. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I don't know if you heard that, but his mom is real mad. They're not calling him Patrick. That's like true commitment to your um, team. Yeah, right always there. feels good to have him on your team. <laughs> and so Derek um, Henry also got a touchdown. That must feel pretty good. It does. Randy was right. You know, he had he was going to get a touchdown this week, and he did, and that did feel good. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to talk about James Robinson. <laughs> I think James Robinson is the fantasy darling of quarter one, right? Someone that was drafted. I think you drafted him in the tenth round, right? And I think he's locked in as a running back two with running back one upside the rest the year um he is getting mad touches and he's going to continue <laughs> yeah i am i uh, am a big james robinson fan this year i'm very excited that i got him in the draft i was sweating because i did think jeremy was going to pick him up he always seems to pick up really good sleepers late and so um... great great pickup connor what are you thinking uh, well, I was very happy to see Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, maybe I shouldn't say I was happy because I was trashing on the Titans in the beginning of the season, and I'm definitely uh, putting my foot in my mouth on that statement because they have definitely come to play. Derrick Henry, 25 points. Uh, your guy, Randy Robinson, with almost 25 points. And uh, if Patrick Mahomes is going to score 48 points, there's it's almost impossible to beat that fantasy team. That is just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, Hollywood Brown, that really is your big spot. And so um, I'm curious, who are you feeling? Are you gonna are you gonna keep playing them or are you gonna look at Brandon Ayuk or uh, Davis? Davis at Carolina is gonna get a lot of touches. How is that even a question, Connor? I don't understand. <laughs> don't understand how that's a question. <laughs> I mean, you know, wow. I'm just not realizing how much this should be a video podcast because Randy's reactions are classic. So what would you I mean, do, Randy? I, I don't need to explain Kristen's team, right? Mike Davis was on her bench purely to see what was going to happen. We saw what happened. Mike Davis crushed it, not only in rushing and in receiving. Instant flex play, right? We look at that. We totally haven't even talked about Calvin Ridley and how much of a stud he is even with Julio coming back like he's gonna continue to see the productions like right now Calvin Ridley is the number one wide receiver after three weeks in fantasy for us is he really that is very impressive I mean Atlanta has scored a lot of points and given up a lot of points they've been in three shootouts in a row do you think they can maintain that though 
Definitely. Definitely. So, so what about, uh, you don't need me to tell you that Kristen, you don't need me to tell you that. So what about, uh, Ian's team flying Hawaiian? What are we thinking about him so far? He's, he's one and two. He's got Garner Minshew as a starter. Uh, I think he already swapped. He's got Tom Brady set up for next week. Um, but he's got Dobbins and Watkins on the bench. Um, does he got to take out Odell Beckham Jr., Randy? Oh, man, the good old Cleveland steamer. He's back to what we thought he was. Um, I think you don't take him out. I think we see that Keenan Allen is the his main wide receiver, especially if Justin Herbert continues to start, which I foresee him starting and, and taking over. Um, we look at the two, weeks two and three. Keenan Allen had 29 targets over two weeks. And so it's clear that Allen is his favorite target. Uh, I think OBJ still has that wide receiver to flex appeal because of his name. But he even admitted himself that the Browns are a run-heavy team, so he's not going to see the production that he may have seen with the Giants. Um, Aaron Jones is, is a great player. Um, I, think, I think he just got hit with Minshew, taking the risk on the upside of Minshew, right? Um, Brady had all his weapons this week, um, and it was just a bad play on, on that end. It wouldn't have made a difference um, as far as the result would go. But uh, I think he, he has a good team. I think he has a good team. Yeah, starting Gardner Mitchell on a Thursday. I always say, if you got people starting on Thursday, I'm always trying to get them off my roster. Thursdays just don't tend to go very well. Even James Robinson? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. James Robinson played on Thursday, too, and he did do all right. So, I guess I'm, I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, that, that was a nice start for you then, Kristen, right? Yeah, I was going to say that's a nice start to your, to your fantasy week. Yeah, when you start with 24 and your opponent's quarterback only puts up eight points, uh, you had to be feeling good going into the weekend. And then just bookend it with Patrick Mahomes. It was a great week. Good old Patty. <laughs> this is the first time Patrick Mahomes, uh, I think in all three of your matchups, that's actually scored more points than the opposing quarterback. And this was quite a lot of points, right? That's was really the difference maker in this game was that 40 point difference. Yeah. Huge. All right. Well, any you last have any last on this? Yep. Kristen, you got any last thoughts uh, about the matchup? Uh, no, I, you know, it turned out exactly how I wanted it to. And I do think Ian has a great team. So um, it was great to come out with the win. <laughs> you sports real hard this week. <laughs> All right, let's jump into the second game we have here is Leo's Oba Chunks versus Clever Team Name, our guest from last week showed up. Uh, the projections weren't very close either. Leo was projected to have 97 points versus Eric's 111. And uh, Eric scored more than projections. Leo dropped way less than the projections, 82 to 118. Um, that was led by Nick Chubb put up 23 points. Robinson, the second, put up 18 points. And Tyreek Hill had 16 points on Eric's team. Uh, over on Leo's side, he was led by uh, uh, Woods and Jackson. Both got 16 points. And uh, you you don't you never like to see that the kicker is the third highest score on your team. 
Uh, Robbie Gold had 14 points. That was rough. Uh, Kristen, what did you think about this matchup? Um, you know, well, first of all, I'm way out on Melvin Gordon. I think that he is selfish and he held out to go to Denver and lost a bunch of money. So always happy to see that guy score nothing. Well, that's um, a little home team bias right there. <laughs> I mean, what would, what would be fantasy football if you didn't have a home team bias? That's true. True. Um, yeah, otherwise, uh, Leo's, Leo's team definitely needs some work. He probably would needs that redraft out of my dream. Um, <laughs> just leave me out of it, please. Well, Randy, then what do you think? Well, I thought what I knew was, was going to happen. <laughs> I called this last week that Eric was going to get his first win. Um, we look at we look at the team, right? I think there's always going through three weeks. We didn't know if Chubbs and Kareem Hunt were going to be what their target share was, what their share was in general. But we see that Chubb is is the clear runner. Hunt is going to get his additional touches as well. I think the X factor in this game was Allen Robinson. Um, he looked like Allen Robinson of week one to two. Um, and through the first half until they put in Nick Foles. The moment they put in Nick Foles, Allen Robinson got that extreme upside and tore it up. Um, we saw Ertz finally get some yardages, and it's only a matter of time till he gets his touchdown. There was injuries to Dallas Goddard, who's going to be out multiple weeks, so Ertz is going to be the guy again in Philly. Um, but yeah, I think I think he just needs to figure out his quarterback, and we're looking at a team that is trending upwards. So I'm not worried about his one and two uh, record. Um, knew this one was coming. I think looking at Leo's side, um, you know, I think he just got hit, and it's taking taking a toll with uh, his injury to CMC. Um, we're seeing that Antonio Gibson and Miles Gaskin are going to be the guys in Washington and Miami. They just haven't gotten the production yet. They're going to get their time, but I knew in the, or I, I thought that in the immediate future, it wasn't going to happen. And then it's tough to see Lamar and Andrews just not show up uh, for Leo this week. So when it comes to Eric, I'm really curious about what he's going to do with this quarterback situation, right? He's got Matt Ryan and Matt Stafford. He's got to choose each that, – that's going to be a choice every week that he's going to have to make uh, because Matt Ryan has been putting up a decent amount of points in these shootouts. But Stafford, I feel like he didn't play great. 270 yards, two TDs, 22 points is pretty solid, though. Um, so it's really going to come down to, to uh, the schedule. I think that's going to be a big decision every week for Eric until he figures that out. And uh, he finally got Chubb to ball out. I think also I'm sure he was very happy to see Cooper cup put up 16 points. That was very nice. Uh, the Rams had a very fun game up there against Buffalo. And uh, I'm sure he was real happy to see San Francisco put up 12 points, having your D turn out with that um, two sacks, two fumble receptions. That's pretty solid uh, on Leo's side. I wanted to bring up first. I know we were playing golf this weekend and uh Randy, you had kind of uh, put some some bait out there about a possible trade. 
Did anything did. happen with did anything happen with that? I, it didn't even make it into a, a proposal, did it? No, I just put it out in the ether that if he's considering to trade McCaffrey, I'm here for him. I'm here to support him in that trade. I'm here to be his trade partner in those efforts. Um, this is two losses in a row for, for Leo. And I can see Leo is an active person in fantasy football. And if he continues to get to potentially three losses in a row, maybe a fourth, he's going to reconsider. And Leo, I just want you to know that I am here. I am your go-to for CMC. Wow, you're you're such a great friend, Randy. I'm so glad that you got uh you got Leo's back like that. Um, he's also got Will Fuller on the bench, who kind of had uh the game that we've been expecting for the last couple of weeks. So I'm definitely thinking that he's got to go with Will Fuller over to Sean Jackson because. He couldn't be happy with Deshaun only giving him 11 yards. That is not going to get it done on the person whose team that um, Randy put number one after the draft going into the season. So uh, the commissioner does have some work to do. I'm confident that CD Lamb's going to continue to grow and get some points. Gaskin, I think, is going to be a great position to have up there. And uh, – I think I think he'll be all right. I still think he's going to have a chance to get in the, into the playoffs, but if he drops another one or two, I'm sure he's going to get nervous there. We just all can't right. forget he has Julio. He has Julio too. We didn't talk about it, but he has Julio. I'm sure he'll be back this week um, and get that rebound for him. Yeah, hamstring injury's tough though. We'll see if he if he can bounce back from that. All right, Randy, take us into game three. All right, game three, we have touchdown breezes at 131-34, taking the win over to win the day with Ryan putting up 104 points. Um, I mean, Mikey had a great outing led by Josh Allen. Um, had a gr- Josh Allen just had an amazing first half over the Rams um, and then got that last-minute touch or that last touchdown to end the game too, which has padded the stats. I think – you know, in this league where touchdowns are worth six points to the quarterback, it's ever so crucial that you have a quarterback that can put up three to four touchdowns um, to get you those points. Um, obviously, Tyler Lockett had three touchdowns as well, which was huge. I think after DK uh, tried to showboat his way into that touchdown, it we definitely saw that Russ – I'm sorry, Mr. Unlimited – was upset and did not want to throw DK for quite some time. And who was the one that benefited the most? That was Tyler Lockett. So great outing by Touchdown Breezes. He is out of the dumpster fire of what I said in week one and has put himself into a great position. Kristen, what do you think? Yeah, I think Michael's got a great team. He has a lot of people sitting on his bench scoring points. Uh, He's definitely not the little poop next to Randy anymore. Um, (laughs) Very... (laughs) He's definitely stepped up. Um, I, you know, I think Twin the Day is not doing so hot. I really hate to see Austin Eckler sitting on such a disappointing team. Would love to see him on a winning team, but, you know, we'll just, <laughs> maybe there's a trade in the future there. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Michael has a great team and has a lot of depth and is uh, really set up for success in the future. Yeah, the Brunkhart household had some players really step up this week that, you know, would have signaled, if you would have thought 
Cook and Eckler were both going to put up 20 points this week. Uh, I'm sure Ryan would have been feeling really good about his potential to win. Um, but his wide receivers, even though Galladay finally had a good game, um, you know, he's, he's got some work to do there. Slayton as his top guy, that fumble doesn't really help. Um, and Deshaun, this might have been his highest scoring game too. Uh, he has not been what everyone expected him to be. So I'm sure he's pretty disappointed with that pick. And then on, on Mikey's side, yeah, second week in a row that Mikey's team has been very, very impressive. Uh, Allen, Mike, I, I, I know, Randy, you mentioned someone else was the darling, but Allen might be the actual darling right now, at least when it comes to quarterbacks, uh, because he is scoring a lot of points. And the first two games were against the Jets and Miami, and I was very skeptical. Uh, but putting up almost 40 points against the Rams is very, very impressive. And Kristen, you mentioned it. Mikey's bench continues to impress. Um, right. He's got a running back with 18 points there on the bench, and he doesn't even need that player all that much. So uh, Mikey is sitting in a very sweet spot. He's got to be feeling really good going into week four. Any other thoughts or should we move forward? I mean, I think I think Mikey is in a position where he can trade to get a running back one. Um, looking at his wide receiver depth, like he has Michael Thomas coming back this week. Like if Michael Thomas is to go this week, like, whoa, like he, he plugs David Montgomery out, pops him in. I mean, Mostert might come back. If Mostert comes back, I think Montgomery still gets most of the, the targets because Tariq Cohen is out for the year. Um, but he has an interesting dynamic where the San Francisco running back situation is a committee, but everyone is just crushing it in their limited touches for sure so i didn't really talk about ryan's team but you're poo-poo i'm sorry <laughs> yeah ryan ryan's had a rough go um fulfilling what we expected in the beginning of the season hopefully he can turn around and try to get out of that toilet bowl all right the next game that we're going to cover we had the law versus password is taco the law was projected for 106 points, Jeremy's team was 112. Jeremy won 110 to 94. The Redbirds cooked in that green egg that Daniel got uh, in his new backyard barbecue. Randy, how are you feeling about this matchup with Jeremy taking the win? I mean, I knew it was coming because we all know the law is who we thought he was. Kyler and Hopkins are the only ones putting up numbers for his team. Um, I will say that Daryl Henderson is, you know, it's looking good for Daryl Henderson um, as the clear cut back for the Rams, but he's getting inconsistencies all around. The Ronald Jones situation continues to be a, a dumpster fire for him because he's just debating with Fournette. So he doesn't know. Um, as far as Jeremy's team goes, I think we've solidified that Stefan Diggs is that wide receiver too, a strong wide receiver too. Prescott did have, you know, a shootout with the Seahawks. So we expected him to do well. I mean, he had career highs in pass attempts versus the Seahawks. Um, and whenever you have that Prescott-Zeke uh, combo, it's always going to turn out well. Gurley had a good game. I'm not big on Gurley, but he had a good game. Um, I don't see him. I see him digressing eventually, but his team stepped up when it needed to be stepped up and great win for Jeremy this week. 
yeah, I think it was a good win for Jeremy. Uh, he was playing against the law, which you discussed. Daniel's team is really struggling. If if the Redbirds don't play really well, he's even in a more difficult position. Uh, I hate to say it, Kristen, though, but Hunter Henry uh, isn't going to get as many points as we might have expected in the beginning of the season because Herbert and uh, the Chargers just – I just don't think they're going to get – they're, they're not going to get him the ball like they should, right? It seems like – I think you should throw Justin out so quickly. Wow, show some pride. Well, no, I'm very proud of Justin, but I think he's going to go to his reliable receivers first versus, like, be able to get to the read. If it's not drawn up to get to the tight end, I'm not sure if he has the time. Uh, this is more of a critique on the offensive line to for him to get that, right? Like, his targets are going all over the place. I mean, he's still got 50 yards – but uh, yeah, I'm 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 a little worried that are they going to be able to score the touchdowns that we need? Uh, hopefully, I I think they're going to really go into just a pure running attack. Um, also, Thielen put up nine points, but Thielen had a monster week one and really hasn't delivered um, that we've wanted him. So the law is starting to really struggle. We mentioned this uh, before, but he's got Rogers there on the bench. With Kyler Murray, he's got to make a move with one of those guys. I'm sure someone in the league would want one of those. And this one's just for Daniel. I would like to point out that uh, Larry Jr. got as many fantasy points this week as Larry Fitzgerald did. And while I'm sure everyone would love to have Aaron Rodgers, no one wants Larry Fitzgerald. But I'm also going to disagree with you on Hunter Henry. If you look at his games, he's had eight targets every game and seven targets last week. So the targets are going to be there. It's just if he's going to get those red zone targets, which yeah, I don't know the stat the on it. Um, if we see that with Herbert, there's a lot of dump off passes. And so Eckler had, I think, like 10 or 11 pass, like pass targets. And so we're going to see big jumps and – Allen and Eckler with Justin moving forward, but I think Henry stays consistent. I don't think he digresses. I just think, will he get those end zone touches? That's going to make him that top five tight end that we've known to for him to be in the past. I know I've trashed it on, but I hope he does for the, for, uh, the Liebman's household's sake. I do too. I hope that Justin and, uh, and uh, Hunter make some connections because I would really like to see that happen. My, my suggestion here would definitely be for Daniel to package up some Ritos, send it to Michael, ask him for a running back, maybe add some margaritas in there. He's that sounds like a great trade. Happen. <laughs> that is a great way to spice up your trade right there with margaritas and some tacos. From one dad to another, I think they need to make that connection. What do you think uh, Jeremy needs to do? with? He's got Johnson here who got a concussion this week. Um, Johnson put up 15 points last week, but then he got those two targets and got the concussion. What, do, Randy, what do you think Jeremy should do with that position? Yeah, I think Tyler Boyd moves from the flex to wide receiver two pretty easily. Um, looking at, I think George Kittle comes back this week. And then, I mean, Gusecki has a matchup with the Seahawks. And while I think the, C it, the Seahawks are going to run train on Miami, I think Miami, I think Gusecki still gets his opportunities and can be an easy flex play. Um, or even uh, 
Russell Gage if Julio is out again. Russell Gage will get the targets. I know he got injured um, in the game this week, but I think he comes back. So I think it's pretty easy as far as what Jeremy does this week. I don't think it's too hard of a decision. But uh, it's good to have Deontay Johnson as a reliable wide receiver, even though he will be injured um, and he has good depth. So I think he's fine. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's got a couple uh, – I'm not sure so – he he's got a lot of red red letters on his uh on his team though. He's definitely been taking some beatings. That's right, but it's mostly on his bench. It's That's the true. starters that wins games, not the bench, right? All right, should we jump into uh your very own game, Randy? Let's do it. All right, tell Let's us how it went. Do it. So we had Hell Yeah Fried Rice. Myself taking on Tim Tebow's jorts. And I think this was Eric's matchup of the week, and he picked Lauren to win. And I told him the reasons why he was going to be wrong. I told him that Michael Gallup was going to get a touchdown in this week. And, Connor, what happened? He did get that touchdown. I was texting That's you about right, that. That's right, he did. He <laughs> got that touchdown. Um, I also made the play of starting Justin Herbert at quarterback and he went into the fourth quarter with I think two points and made an incredible fourth quarter um, happen to went from two points to 15. But the game changer for me was Sunday night football with Alvin Kamara tearing it up. Uh, that was my big game changer. I think if we look at um, Lauren's team, it was just simply uh, her players just not living up to the um, bar. We look at Josh Jacobs, who typically gets 15-plus touches a game. Um, how many? He had 16 still. Like, it was just a New England D that we saw. It was about the same stats that Chris Carson had last week, so he just didn't get any touchdowns, right? Um, if we look at her bench, DJ Chark was a scratch for Monday or Thursday, Thursday night game, who she had originally starting. And then Zach Moss was also out too. And we saw how uh, Singletary did in that matchup against the Rams, 100 plus yards for him. Um, so those were two definitely big time players that she lost that were instant flex plays. Kristen, how, what do you feel about this matchup and Randy's win? Yeah, I mean, uh, if you put all of Lauren's points with her bench, she still wouldn't have beat Randy. So. Um, well done, Randy. Uh, I think, you know, Kamara, definitely a huge play. I have mad respect for you for playing Herbert. You didn't even need Drew Brees, and you still won, which was awesome. So shout out to the Chargers and Justin right there. Um, you also have a nice um, group of running backs that maybe you should put your name in for those, that Ritos and Margaritas to be sent your way. Um, you and Mikey can go at it. <laughs> Who's going to trade with Jan Daniel? <laughs> she's got a good point your running backs randy are very very solid right um and kamara he showed me because i i was doubting in the beginning of the season but he pretty much looks like he should have been the number one pick in the draft this year i mean he's just getting so many targets he looks so elusive in all these games uh right and they're throwing the ball to him they're running with it as much as the Saints are going to run it. Uh, he's kind of been the highlight of the Saints 
uh, who are one and two right now. 31 points, so that is a monster game. Uh, and you proved me wrong with Gallup. I know I was texting you about Gallup because it was like right before he scored a touchdown, I was like, man, you should have picked up Wilson because he had two touchdowns at the time and it was getting all of the targets, even though I don't even think Wilson like had even played in the first two games. Uh, but Gallup got you that touchdown, and then uh, he got a couple other big passes. They were definitely um, giving the Seahawks a lot of difficulty. I'm glad they were able to keep it together. Uh, but over on Lauren Goman's side, man, I put her at the top of my list at the beginning of the season, and she is letting me down. Lauren, I need you to step up your game so you can represent how I represented you in that first game. Uh, Cam Newton didn't have the game that we'd expected. Only 12 points. Uh, that pick did not help. And then, um, yeah, Jacobs, it hurts. He got all the touches. But he played on Monday Night Football and then to go all the way to New England, um, which I think that was an early game. I think that just was what bit the uh, Raiders in the butt on that one. And then, uh, yeah, because she also had New England's D. That's always tough when you have those competing teams go against each other. So New England D. Uh, got three fumble recoveries, uh, and I think Jacobs was one of those, wasn't he? Yeah, he lost he one fumble. Indeed. Um, so you, I guess those all balance out, but you would have loved to have those not cancel each other out. And then uh, – but – so she's also got Emmanuel – is it Emmanuel? No, not Emmanuel Sanders, but she's got San, yep. Sanders. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders. And uh, Peterson on the bench, maybe she's looking at giving them – some playing time or uh, jumping into those Rito margaritos uh, for one of those trades. Definitely. Sounds like the theme is people let's make some trades. Let's make some deals happen in this league. Let's make it spicy. Brandy with our is spicy praying. margaritas. Brandy is praying. There's one more note about Randy's team that I want to make, but I'm saving it for the power rankings. Ooh. Oh, I do have All one right. more question for you, Randy. So going into next week, you, you decided to put Herbert as your starter this week. Are you going to keep that? Are you going to go back and put Breeze up there at the top? Mm, no, because I think, I think Detroit's a better matchup for Breeze. And if the, I think it's really dependent on if Michael Thomas comes back. If Michael Thomas comes back, I'm putting in Drew Breeze to start. Um, if not, I mean, I think Tampa Bay's defense is a little bit better than Detroit's defense. And, um, while I have faith in Justin Herbert, um, I think if Michael Thomas plays, Breeze gets to start for me. And we've seen it in that game on Sunday night that Breeze can simply dump it off to, to Kamara and he can go sleek mode. Matthew Barry tweeted out uh, Sunday night that they called him sleek mode because of how elusive he was. And so... I think that might be the play for me, but um, I'll tell you the reason why I have Herbert later on. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's jump into the next game. This is my game. Uh, I was facing Rachel, the man of kittens, and uh, she was projected at 92 points. I was projected at 101. Anytime I'm a, a favorite like that, I am very, very worried. Uh, but she snuck out the win 105 points to 103 points uh, Sunday night, or I'm sorry, Monday night game was very close. Uh, that Baltimore defense was slipping and slipping, uh, but Kansas City didn't get that last touchdown. I don't think it would have made uh, the difference in the end, uh, but Travis Kelsey got a couple of catches that put the dagger in me. Uh, and you already brought it up, that DK Metcalf fumble, although 
I'm, I was so thankful at the end that the fumble is negative two points. I would have been furious if I would have lost by less than two points. It would have been so bad. I would have been so angry, even though Russ would have also got the touchdown. I just I, – I, I couldn't forgive him for that moment. That was such a ridiculous play. Remember, remember when the Oregon played Utah and that guy fumbled on the one-yard line? And then uh, – or he didn't fumble, but, yeah, he just dropped the touchdown, and we picked it up and ran it all the way and turned around the game. I was so worried that was what's going to happen to the Seahawks when he did that. Uh, but, thankfully, the Seahawks won. I'll take a Seahawks win. Uh, but, yeah, very disappointed to see a player of a team I was rooting for play that way. Also very sad to see Chris Carson take the injury that he took. Very dirty play. Uh, it was very dirty. Yeah, it's crazy to see uh, how much, how many people in the NFL have come out and spoken about uh, that play. Very unfortunate. Uh, but I'm feeling okay. Jarvis Landry, I've got to figure out a situation for Jarvis because the Cleveland Browns, they're just so risky, and I don't like having him up there. So I got to, I got to figure out: Am I going to start Judy? I think Judy's got a Thursday night game this week, um, and I think. Pittman is out. So uh, I've got to figure out something to do there. But Randy's favorite, Mr. Unlimited, just unlimited. He whooped my ass this week. He had 46 points, five touchdown passes, uh, the uh, front runner for MVP. Just like Kristen's team, it's so hard to overcome any player scoring 46 points. That's just brutal i feel like her team didn't do all that well except that player and so it's kind of disappointing to get the loss here um and lazard i did not expect to have 146 yards and a touchdown that was a very big game uh for him and i mean he got more catches in this game than he's had targets in any other game so he definitely showed up and with all the other players i thought it was going to work out but green bay just Score too much point, too many points. What did you think about the game, Randy? Yeah, I think um, I think it, it's going to be tough with Mister Unlimited out there. Um, but at least you know every time if you're playing against him, you're hoping that he throws to Metcalf, and he did. Um, I think the big X factor of this game was Lazard, right? Um, Devontae Adams was out, so you're like, okay, where are they going to distribute the ball to? Um, and they just happened to be Lazard that night. He came out to play. Um, it was the big difference maker and what the, pretty much what determined the game, um, I would say, for, for Rachel's team. Um, looking at your team, yeah, it's tough seeing Carson get injured at the end. Um, I'm a little worried because I think Carson's going to be out the next four weeks because he has a bye week, week six. So I don't see him coming back to week seven. Um, so going forward, it might be risky for you as far as your future running back to play. Um, we already talked about OBJ. I think Landry is similar to him in that it's going to be a risky play for, for the Cleveland Steamers, um, knowing that they are a run heavy team. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, great win by, by Rachel. And, uh, what do you think, Kristen? You know, so I, Rachel, I think Russell Wilson definitely put up a lot of points, but the rest of her team didn't do much. She has no points on her bench. Her flex, when you take out Lazard, her flex players averaged 4.7 points. 
I would be a little worried if I were Rachel. If anything happens to Russell Wilson or he stops performing like he is, it's not going to be looking good. Um, what you should do with Jarvis Landry, Connor, is definitely put him on your bench. <laughs> so Drop who should it. I start? Who would you say? Who would you swap him out with? A margarita. <laughs> margarita. Might get you more points. <laughs> I don't know if Larry Fitzgerald's going to get me any points. You got a suggestion, Kristen, about who yeah. I should swap? No, you don't have many options. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jerry Judy might be getting the call up, but uh, I'm worried about a Thursday game and that team. And the Broncos just, I feel like, are so beat up. They're also getting a undrafted free agent to start at QB this week. Um, but at the same time, they're playing a Jets defense. So I think the upside is there for Judy. I think, I think you're going to get a lot of points from Fant because I think that's going to be the safety blanket. Yeah. But I think it's Judy time. I think it's Judy time. I think Marvin Jones, his production digresses a little bit with Galladay's production coming back. So if I were you, I would, I would uh, take out Landry. It could be a shootout because they're playing Dallas as well. So, Landry could be a flex play. Um, I mean, he's got to get a touchdown at some point, right? Yeah, that's true. We'll, Week four. well, I got a few minor decisions to make. Is that the last game? I believe it is, right? That's the last game. That is. That is. All right. Well, on to our next section then, right? Yes. All right. So – it, we are three weeks into the season. There are 13 weeks in the regular season for our fantasy league. Um, so it's pretty much like 0 0.24, 0 0.25 of the season. So we are doing a quarter one power rankings of our leagues after three weeks. Um, I think we'll go from 12 to one and we'll each, me and Connor, share our power rankings from 12 to one. Um, Kristen, please let us know how you're feeling about, about these teams. I will share what Yahoo projects our rankings, um, our power rankings. And you can see this um, every week on yahoo.com. Uh, no sponsorship, but we need that from, from Yahoo. But uh, here it goes. Yahoo's projections ranks number 12, Mr. Prez. Number 11, Twin the Day. 10, Touchdown Breezes. 9, The Manikittens. 8, The Law. 7, Tim Tebow's jorts, sixth clever team name TBD, at five, LA White Claws, four, hell yeah, fried rice, three, Oba's chunks, two, password is taco, and number one, flying Hawaiian. Um, so those are the Yahoo projections. Um, always check those every week to see where you stand. But uh, let's go into who we rank uh, Connor as our number 12 team in the league. Um, yeah. I think we both agree right? Um, twin the day. We love your twins. We don't love your team. <laughs> I can't believe that Yahoo has me as the number 12 team. That is some real disrespect by the computers over there at Yahoo. I think what a joke. I obviously don't believe anything Yahoo's got to say from here on out. Don't trust them at all. Uh, because I think it's obvious that twin the day is got to be at the bottom of the power rankings. They haven't won a game. He's only got three players that are in the top 75 of points getters with uh, Cook, Watson, and Eckler. He's just not deep enough. 
doesn't have enough point scorers. I think it's pretty clear that the last place in the power rankings right now is Twin the Day. Definitely. Um, I look at Twin the Day. They have the lowest amount of points for at 294. Um, but a quick note, everyone that plays Twin the Day loves to stomp on him. Like we look at, he has the most points against at 424 points. The only team that has 400 plus points against the second next team is Eric at 360. So that is a big difference. Um, that is a lot of points. It's like a hundred points difference. Yeah. So they like to kick Ryan in the dirt and then just like rub it in his face <laughs> after, which is rough. Um, is I will say that Twin Today does have the RB3 in Dalvin Cook. He also has the RB10 in Eckler, um, and he has tight end eight at Hayden Hurst. Um, I think we addressed it earlier that he needs attention at wide receiver. So will we see him make moves? We don't know. Um, I look at his next three matchups. He's going against Eric, then Ian, then myself. He might be able to sneak in a win against me uh, week six because I have a lot of buys, but I see him going 0-2 or 0-3, maybe 1-2. Yeah, he's the only only player that hasn't, uh, for points four, isn't above 300, right? So if, that's a two-sided sword on that one when you're the lowest point score, but by a mile, most points against. That's a bad one-two combo. All right, let's go to number – Oh, yeah. Kristen, what do you think? I agree. I don't think there's much to debate here. Definitely number 12, twin the day. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So number 11, those liars over at Yahoo to remind everyone, they have twin the day at number 11. I am putting Daniel, the law, and his Redbirds at number 11 because he's just way too reliant on a team that just lost to the Detroit Lions and – that is well-deserved of putting himself down at the bottom. His only win is a karma win against Randy, and that was Yahoo and the fantasy football gods just coming against Randy. That didn't have anything to do with Daniel's team whatsoever, and so I think he deserves to be down at the bottom and number 11. Randy, what do you think? Yeah, I mean – you know how Drake says Drake says zero to hundred real quick. I think we've gone a hundred to zero really quick. Um, that's two losses in a row for him. We look. I actually think his Redbirds are the are the saving grace of his team, right? Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. It's just the other pieces that can't put it together. Um, it's again. I mentioned it's encouraging that Daryl Henderson has become the clear starter. He doesn't have to pick and choose between him and Malcolm Brown every week. Um, his biggest asset, as we mentioned earlier, is Aaron Rodgers. He's got to make a move to find a hole. He's got to also dump Larry Legend. There's only so much he can do with a morale booster. I mean, when your morale is already down, there's only so many things Larry Legend can do. Um, his team is not to the legendary standard of what he wants it to be, so he needs to cut ties. Um, yeah, he, he does have the Fitzgerald jersey on Sundays while he's at home, but he should drop him from the team and put, put someone who can score some points on that spot. Exactly. We look at, we will, I will say he currently has the QB number five who is not Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers on his bench, QB five after three weeks and then QB six at Kyler. Um, he does have wide receiver five at DeAndre Hopkins and wide receiver nine at Thielen 
And then rounding out the top 10 at tight end nine is Hawkinson. So he has the pieces, but he needs that top tier person. And I think he needs to dig deep and find someone in the league that is in need of a, a, a quarterback and make that move. Um, a look at his next, his future matchups. He has the mannequins, Tim Tebow's jorts and the defending champs, the LA White Claws. Very tough matchup. I, without a doubt, steam going 0-3 over the next three matchups. <laughs> <laughs> That's brutal, but I am going to have to agree that he is my number 11 pick. He, uh, you know, unless, unless he makes some moves like you guys have been saying, I don't see his team improving. He also has the easiest schedule so far, and he is in 11th place. That is, that's not a good look. Nope. I think that uh, first episode prophecy that Randy predicted is, is looking more and more true as every week goes by. I'm sorry, Daniel. Uh, at least you're going to have some real good smoke and barbecue um, to, to wipe away some of these tears in these games. All right, Randy, who do you got for number 10? All right, my number 10 team is flying high. I'm currently at one and two. Uh, I, I think that Ian's team has been hit by the injury bug. So I have him at number 10. Where do you have him? I also had him at number 10. I think this is uh, the last one that we have that is relatively the same. But I feel like Ian's got a lot of boom or bust players with OBJ, Allen, Mixon, Jones, and Johnson. All of those guys, I feel like, are susceptible to putting laying eggs in any given week. They're not extremely reliable. Uh, and so, yeah, he just hasn't been able to score as many points as he wants. And so that's why I've got him at number 10. Gotcha. I think, um, I think on paper his team looks great. On paper, everyone looks really good, right? Waller was like a top five tight end last year. Aaron Jones has killed it this year. Mixon, in the preseason, I said I thought he was going to be a top five running back. He has been the fantasy bust of quarter one, I think. Um, OBJ, we already know the little poop that he is. I think Keenan Allen, though, I think Keenan Allen is going to be the one that emerges. I think it's really reliant if Justin Herbert continues to play. But I see Keenan Allen being a wide receiver one with the amount of targets he got. So I think. Things are looking up for him, but right now, I place him at 10. I look at his next matchups. He has Oba's Chunks, Twin the Day, and Touchdown Breezes, where he could potentially go 3-0 and in those weeks. Um, I see it's, it's still a tough out, um, especially going against um, Mikey in week six. But uh, he has no players on bye weeks throughout that. So very, very nice of him um, to have all those players still and using his full potential roster. Yeah, I think I think Ian's team could do well in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's kind of up in the air, and I could see him crawling up in the rankings. All right, so for number nine, let me go back and look at what Yahoo had at number nine. They had the mannequins. I instead, which I'm really when I was making this list, was kind of sad to put this person's team in there, but I've got Oba's chunks at number nine right now, um, which we had him up in the top two when it came to the draft. We had very high hopes for his team, but he stumbled a little bit. Lamar Jackson hasn't been putting up the points that everyone anticipated. And uh, I think 
Leo's going to have some difficulty. He's got some decent running backs on his team between Will Fuller. Uh, he'll have Julio Jones back, Robert Woods, C.D. Lamb. Um, and then we talked about Deshaun Jackson already. Um, but every week he's going to have to make a decision about which one plays and which one doesn't, and that's going to be difficult. Um, and, yeah, he lost his, Christian McCaffrey, and I think that's really hurt him. He was anticipating that McCaffrey was going to give him a, a guaranteed 15, 20 points every single week and losing him really hurts. He's going to struggle to uh, either wait until he gets McCaffrey back or he's going to trade him to Randy uh, for something really nice. And so that's why I've got Leo's team, the, the commissioner, at number nine. I actually have Leo at number nine as well. Um, I think Julio is still the guy in ATL, but – Obviously, the injury hurt him. Um, he's taken two losses in a row. Um, but we also see the potential of what his team is in week one, right? I think that Miles Gaskin and Antonio Gibson are going to be the running backs that we expect them to be as the weeks occur. But right now, early on, obviously, we don't see that production. Um, I mean, I think Robert Woods is, is a great wide receiver. And so I think Robert Woods with Julio is going to be the one-two punch for him. And... Like you, like you said earlier, Lamar just hasn't produced. He didn't produce uh, what we expected to him and everyone, what everyone thought was going to be a shootout uh, yesterday and last night, and it wasn't the case. Um, and when you ha don't have a shootout from Lamar, you're probably not going to get production from Mark Andrews, right? And so I think he does have some decisions to make in his flex spot between Deshaun, Will Fuller, even Corey Davis, that A.J. Brown continues to, to miss time. Um, so... Leo, always remember, I am here for you whenever you are ready to, to talk about CMC. Um, I'm here to support you. I'm here to nurture him to health. And um, let me know. Uh, I don't have a, <laughs> I don't even want to interject. I just wanted to end on that. I was just going to say that, you know, without having the number one pick and then them going out, that's that's pretty rough and he just doesn't have his team is just not there beyond that. And so I'm sorry to say, I agree with your guys's pick at number nine. I think the, the robots, the robots will come through eventually for Leo. All right, Randy, who, who do you got for number eight? All right. At number eight, I have Tim Tebow's jorts at one and two. Um, who do you have at number eight? I also have Lauren, you're letting me down, Goldman, because, yeah, quite the, quite the change in three weeks, right? We, I had Leo and Goldman as my one and two, and now they are eight and nine. It has not been a good start for either of them. Why did you put her at eight, Randy? Yeah, I think, uh, I think Lauren has a really good team and really good depth. I think that Cooper is going to get a lot of targets, and – Going to get the TD production, she ha again, she has a great team, but because of her record, I have to put her at number eight. Um, you know, what Josh Jacobs is the running back that is going to break out. We see uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I don't know if you watched the game last night, but the, the announcer kept on calling him Elaire, and it was really irking me. <laughs> um, but he's getting, he's going to get those touches. Um, it's just a matter of time until she gets wins. I think she just had 
a run-in with week three. I'm playing myself and crushing it, playing against Ian. She's had two sub-100 point performances back-to-back. Um, so this is another situation just like Ian. Her team on paper looks great. It's just she needs the production out of them. Kristen, what do you think? Um, I had Tim Tebow's jorts at, I actually had uh, her at number 10 and I had Ian at number eight. Um, but I think all, I think Ian, Leo and Lauren are all kind of up in the air. They need to, their teams need to do something. Um, otherwise, it's kind of just a toss up where they land at the bottom there. Yeah, all Definitely. these teams that are one and two. Let's also remember, let's also remember that the top eight teams are out of the toilet bowl. They get the bias away from the toilet bowl. So if there is a goal, get to that top eight, right? Um, I look at Lauren's upcoming matchups too. She plays Connor this week, and then she plays Daniel, as well as the Mana Kittens for the next three weeks. I see her bouncing back with a win over Connor this week. I see her obviously getting a win over Daniel and it might be tough going into week six because Josh Jacobs, Cam, and Jared Cook are out on buys. So it could be a loss in week six for her. Who's she playing on week six? Rachel. But Ooh. Rachel also has Russ out um, week six as well. So it would be an interesting matchup week six. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. And Yeah, Goman's team on paper, even looking at it now while we're making the, the rankings, is like, wow, this team – should be putting up a lot of points every single week. And us knowing that Cam Newton looks pretty solid, should be good. He's got Kansas City this week. Maybe that won't be so solid. We will see. Uh, but all of these teams, the two and one and one and two teams, it's all so close. And any of these teams could make a run. It's so easy to stumble in fantasy football. All right, this is where we really start to differ. Randy, who do you got? Who's your number seven team? Let's have you go. Who's your number 17? I would love to go. Since you picked me to lose this next week against Lauren Goman, I am putting Randy's Hell Yeah Fried Rice at number seven all the way down here. There's a lot of teams that are looking better, and I, I took some notes on why he's number seven. So he does have Kamara, who is should be the number one draft pick at this point. Um, his faith in Michael Gallup, I think, is – stressing me out a little bit too much. Yes, he got his TD this week, but uh, I really think that he made a mistake and he should have went with Wilson instead. Uh, he gets some bonus points because he started Justin Herbert this week. I think that was a, a courageous move, uh, but maybe a little silly one. And because you started Herbert uh, in that position, I docked you a little bit. And then lastly, the big question mark for Randy's team, while he is all the way down at number seven, is because Randy doesn't have a kicker on his team anymore. The culture is letting him down, and I don't know what he's going to do. Team without a kicker is not a team that's top five quality in my book. He's got to find a kicker, and uh, he doesn't have that right now. So how can I put him in the top six when he doesn't even have a full roster? That's a lot of hate for missing a kicker. <laughs> I, didn't ha I, did, I did not have myself at number seven, um, but I will just note that without, I, even if I didn't have my kicker this week, I still would have won. Even if I didn't have my kicker and my quarterback this week, I still would have won. But 
I will go to my number seven team. Clever team name, TBD, Eric at one and two. I think that Eric has a great team and he's been hit by the points against, which has allowed him to take on multiple losses. Um, I do think that he is trending upwards. If we look at uh, his wide receiver core, I think Allen Robinson is only going to trend upward with Nick Foles um, being named the starter now for the rest of the season, not just a week by week basis. They've announced it that he's going to be the starter for the remainder of the season. So I think Allen Robinson gets a huge bump. He's currently wide receiver 18, but I see him being top 15 going forward. We also see that he has Chubb, who is running back four after three weeks. Um, Melvin Gordon didn't have the, the production he did this week, and that was probably because Kristen put something in the ether for him and I probably drank some. He wasn't drinking Michael's secret stuff that week. Uh, I see Zach Ertz continuing to rise now that God, uh, Goddard is out for three to five weeks, so he's going to get that production. Um, he has a nice team overall, even if he can't decide between Matthew Stafford and Matt Ryan. I think the rest of his build and makeup of his team is going to be good. His next three matchups are against Twin the Day, Touchdown Breezes, and Password is Taco. He has tough matchups in the next three weeks, but I think he definitely is trending upwards. So he is my number 17. What do you so think I about that, Kristen? Fun. Yeah, um, I definitely do not think Randy deserves to be at the number seven spot. That was some serious shots fired. If anything, Connor, I think you could compete for it. Oh, look, you're over here asking your uh, host for who you should play for a wide receiver because you've got Jarvis Landry doing a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> um, so, if anything, I would say you could compete for seven, but I did put Clever Team TBD um, at number seven. So moving on to six, I've got Clever Team name at my number six. Uh, just eking out Randy. I uh, want to give him a little boost. I gave I gave him bonus points because he got on our show last week. And uh, when you've got two kids and you make it on our show, Kristen, yeah, you're the first guest without kids being on our show. Thank you very much. Excuse uh, me. <laughs> last week, uh, Eric, Eric made a big note about uh, how, how the, the parents made it on the show first. But uh, so I gave him some bonus points for getting on the show. And I think he's got some rising potential between Robinson Chubb and um, Tyreek Hill. And so I think he's going to be all right. I also think that uh, Valdez Scantling on the bench there at Green Bay um, has been playing a little bit better than everyone thought he was. And so he did not have a good game this week, but I think he's still got some potential to, to get more targets moving forward. And so I've got, Eric at my number six, but Randy, who do you have at six? At number six, I have Mr. Perez at six. If we look at the top six teams in the league, Con Man has the lowest points for um, of the six teams. He actually has the number seven and eight teams, Eric and Lauren, with more points than Connor. Um, so he could easily be that six to eight range right now. Um, I think he scraped two wins um so that's why he gets that six ranking for me um he's also one of three teams in the league that has put 100 plus points every single week 
with the other two being um, Kristen's team and the Mana Kittens. Um, I think we, he just, he's very consistent. He has the QB nine and big Ben. So great pickup for big Ben, knowing that he was drafted pretty late and the productions he's, he's had early on, um, running back 11 and Chris Carson, uh, and then wide receiver three with DK and then tight end four with Noah Fant. I see Noah Fant consistently getting those targets, especially in a situation where Drew Locke is out. They have a undrafted free agent starting at quarterback this week so I see him being a super safety blanket for Noah Fant so I think he's going to have big upside this week um also playing the Jets D um but there's concerns about his running back play right Jonathan Taylor he got the bump up with uh Marlon Mack going out for the rest of the year so we know that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the starter but I also see Chris Carson being out and not coming back till week seven so Chris Carson that means he misses week four five six Six being his bye week. Connor is playing Tim Tebow's jorts, which I already stated. I think he's going to take the L on this week. Then he plays the defending champs, Kristen. And no. you know you know that's not a win. And then he <laughs> plays Oba's chunks. So I foresee him going maybe one and two, but it could easily be 0 and 3. So I would be right happy now, with one win out of those three. That is brutal to go against the number one and then the top two people that we thought had the best team in the beginning of the draft. I am worried. You know, Lauren is definitely going to beat you because she's been letting you down so much all season. Yeah, that one's definitely going to uh, come back around and bite me in the butt for sure. Maybe I shouldn't have talked so much trash on the podcast, but that's kind of the whole reason why we're here, right? Who right. did you have at, uh, at six, Kristen? Well, so I originally had Mr. Prez at six and a clever name, your clever team name, TBD at seven, but I'm going to live swap those two and <laughs> drop Connor to number seven. Eric gets the bump up. Wow, I didn't know we Woo. could live swap. Maybe I'll have to work on the top of my rankings all of a sudden based on this. Well, I think the listeners should know that you guys gave me 10 minutes to make my power rankings before this podcast started. So, I think that's a fair swap. I think that's, that's a very fair swap. You've, I've listened to both sides. It's, uh, it's official. Wait, I didn't defend myself yet, but we'll get to why I'm ranked number one this week when we get to number one. <laughs> so number, right, number well, five this week, I've got password is taco, Mr. Jeremy Johnson. And uh, first off, he has a week one loss to myself. So I had to put, I had to dock him some points for that loss there. Uh, but his team is very deep. Uh, he's made a very good run uh, the last two weeks. I think Dak Prescott has uh, continued to do very well for him and Ezekiel Elliott. But putting both on the Cowboys, I think the last two weeks he's gotten two wins. I've also depended on them having big fourth quarter comebacks. And so uh, my team for number five is Jeremy. Nice. Why well, number five, I have the team of hell yeah, fried rice. Oh, that's me. Um, I ranked myself at number five because I think that, uh, I mean, I have the number one running back after three weeks at Kamara. I also have the number one tight end in Johnny Smith. And so I think those are my big plays. Um, Drew Brees getting Michael Thomas back. 
uh, this week or next week is going to be a bump up. Uh, we saw my production. Obviously, I was a dumpster fire week one, but I bounced back with 130 plus points week two and week three. Um, so I think that shows the depth I have at running back, um, which is good. The big question for me going forward is the wide receiver depth. My two starting wide receivers have been injured for a lot of the time, Chris Godwin and AJ Brown. So I know Chris Godwin's going to miss multiple weeks. So I'm scraping for, for wide receivers. I think I definitely don't agree with you that Wilson is going to be taking over as the wide receiver versus Gallup. I think Gallup is going to be the deep threat at all times. And so he's going to catch those bombs when he gets those opportunities. And as long as he's in, as he's in positions for shootouts, like this instance with Cleveland this week, I think he gets that shootout opportunity. Um, but that's a big question. I also look at my next uh, three matchups and I play this week, the LA White Claws, the defending champs, then Oba's Chunks, and then Twin the Day. Um, I honestly see myself going one and two in that three week stretch. Uh, I could easily go 0 and three though. So right now, while I'm sitting at number five, that power ranking in three weeks could go down because of my future matchups. Wow, I think I, I, Randy, I think you need to give yourself a little bit more credit. I do also have you at number five, but I think that you could easily stay there if not improve. I appreciate that. Wow, that was so nice. You know, you know, I listening to the podcast, Randy's really been on my side. I think it's you, Connor, who's been kind of shitting on my team since the beginning. So <laughs> I definitely am a favorite here. That's fair. That's I'll be Skip Bayless if I got to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I struggled with who to put in number five um, between this and the number four, but I'll wait till we get there. Well, who do you got for number four then? I have the Mannequins at number four. I think that while um, she had a great win this last week, outside of Russ, her team doesn't look so hot. I think she has nothing on her bench to back it up. And so I would be quite nervous if I were Rachel going forward. Um, and I, I'm not sure that uh, it's a team that I would want going into the rest of the season. But um, she does have next week she's playing Daniel. So I think she will be sitting at the top of the rankings for a little bit longer. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Randy, who do you got at number four? See, Kristen and I are on the same wavelength here because I also have the Manic Kittens at number four, led by... We know Mr. Unlimited, who is not only the number one QB in all of fantasy, but the number one player in all of fantasy, according to our stats, through three weeks. She also has the number two tight end, or no, sorry, number three tight end, um, and has Adams on the bench. So when Adams comes back, it's going to be total upside for her. And to know that Lazard was a great compliment to her while – Adams was out was a great boost. I think that was the X factor in her matchup last week. Um, Lazard is actually wide receiver six after three weeks. So those are good numbers. Um, and I think that she has Mostert on the bench who could come back this week, um, definitely next week. So that's going to be great to have her kind of what running back one. Um, we saw Anthony Miller get a touchdown last week, too, who is a wide receiver that sits on her bench and benefited from Nick Foles coming in. So I see her having great depth at running back and wide receiver going forward. 
I think you're gonna, she's going to be in a position where she can finally throw A.J. Green on the bench and just let him develop and continue to get the targets. We see T. Higgins um, kind of explode for the Bengals last week. And A.J. Green, we don't know what's going to happen. So luckily, I think she's in a position where she can throw A.J. Green on the bench. Um, we saw Rex Burkhead get a huge game this week. That's because James White is out. Um, for personal matters, luckily, you know, um, not injury related. So I see James White coming back and being that number one running back for the Patriots as well. So we look at her three next matchups. She has the law, which I think we all agree that she's going to take that win. Um, this week, password is taco after that. And then Tim Tebow's jorts. So it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I mentioned this earlier that she plays Tim Tebow's jorts in week six and Mr. Unlimited is going to be out um, by so it'll be an interesting match at week six by for see here going one and two maybe two and one all right so for number four i have myself in there and mostly based off the three weeks that we've already played is why i put myself at number four i think i've had some people that i drafted uh that were not rated well that that yahoo robot said i didn't draft well uh but my Top two running backs have now been injured. Saquon Barkley is out for the season. I am the Chris Carson injury away from being 3-0. and If Chris Carson doesn't get injured in that game, I beat Rachel and I'm undefeated. Uh, so I think that deserves some credit. That's like not far out from being 3-0. and Also picked up Jonathan Taylor. I think that was one of the best picks in my draft. Also Noah Fant. Um, no one had him on the radar and he showed up. Uh, but DK Metcalf uh, is all sudden wide receiver number one. And he showed up. That was definitely a biased pick, um, but I'm glad that he showed up here. Scored 100 points all three weeks. I think that is uh, selfishly deserving. And uh, But to your guys' credit, I'm not feeling good about my future prospects, right? My running backs, who I've put my whole season on, are looking really sketchy. Um, I am very nervous about the rest of the season. So I put myself at number four after three weeks, but I could imagine when we get to week six and seven, I'm not going to be feeling so hot about my team. So who do we have at number three? Um, I will go and have password is taco at number three. I love this team. I think that a lot of the, this team looks a little old with Todd Gurley, Stefan Diggs, uh, even Tyler Boyd. Um, but I think they've shown their age and show that they're still proven. Um, again, I still think that Gurley will digress at some point. Um, Kittle comes back this week. Gusecki did, did his thing to get those wins for Jeremy. Dak Prescott was in favorable matchups to get the career highs in yardage and in pass attempts the past two weeks for him. So I foresee him uh, being a number three team right now for me. Um, he has matchups against Mikey. Rachel and Eric over the next three weeks. There'll be close matchups over the next three weeks, but uh, I see Jeremy as my number three team right now. For my number three team, I put Mikey just under my number two team. Uh, he's been carried by Josh Allen, who we mentioned earlier was a great pickup. Might've been one of the best picks of the draft, in my opinion. Uh, and he's got a ton of depth. The second week in a row, we've talked about how good his his uh, bench was last week. His bench alone beat Leo's team. So that was very, very impressive. Um, and at two and one, I put him at three at spot number three. Kristen, who do you have? 
I have password as talk is password is taco at number three. Um, and I had Mikey at number two. I think that Mikey beat out Jeremy. He just has, he's just shown up so much in the last two weeks. Um, really proved you guys wrong from the original rankings in his first week and, and turned his team around very quickly. And so for that, I think that um, touchdown breezes deserves number two. And I have password is taco at number three. Definitely. Going into number two for me, that would also be touchdown is br touchdown breezes. I called him dumpster fire week one and he's slapped me in the face and uh, took that dumpster and dumped it on me. So he has turned it around. We see Josh Allen as QB2, Lockett as QB2 with a huge game last week. Um, and then Mike Evans as wide receiver 10. Um, you know, his running backs are, are getting the production that he wants. Um, he had great production from McKinnon and Jeff Wilson on his bench. If Mostert comes back, we see that he's in a place where he might not be able to play them. Um, we look at his next three matchups. Uh, he plays Jeremy, Eric, and Ian, and it could be tough matchups all around. But uh, after three weeks, he's turned it around and become my number two team. I got Rachel with the mannequins as my number two. Uh, she got an elevated boost because she beat me this week, and that is very impressive in itself, obviously. And uh, Russell Wilson just carrying the team. He's the MVP. So since she's got him at the top of the board, uh, that put him up there. I think he's going to continue to keep scoring points like that. And uh, if Lazard keeps scoring points and Green Bay keeps lining it up, she's going to be good. Uh, but I've got her at number two. All right. So for our number one, who do you have, Kristen? Oh, I wonder. You know, when I told Matt that I had to do a power ranking, he said just number one is all that matters. You guys can debate number two through 12. That yeah, very, is good. Very supportive husband over there. Yes. Um, I feel good at number one right now, but very nervous. I don't like to be this. I don't want to be, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I don't want to be undefeated, but it, it is a little scary because I feel like I could crash and burn at any second. Well, hey, your team is doing amazing. I have you as my number one team too. You have the quarterback five in Mahomes the number one wide receiver in Calvin Ridley, running back six at James Robinson, and tight end three with uh, Higby. We haven't even talked about running back eight at Derrick Henry. He's going to continue to eat, get his touchdowns. Um, I mentioned earlier, James Robinson was the fantasy darling of the first quarter. And you, you kind of low-key have a cake schedule over the next three weeks. You play myself, and then you play my co-host, and then you play the dumpster fire himself, the law. So I could see you easily going three and over next week and maintaining that number one spot. Yeah, I would love to see that. If, if I go undefeated, maybe the law will send me some margaritas as well. <laughs> I think your team's super strong. Uh, six of your seven like primary players minus the defense and kicker are in the top 75 all players. So that is solid. And uh, I like that you got Ayuk and Davis there as those backups as well. So uh, you're going to be able to uh, survive any injuries or uh, substitutions that you need to make. Being defending champion and starting the season 3-0 and has got to Woo. be feeling so good. I know you don't have the trophy, but right now you do have the virtual trophy and you are defending it very, very well, Kristen. It feels Definitely. good. It also... 
for those who know, my household is very big on sports and Matt is not doing so well in his league. So it always feels good to go undefeated in my own. You guys should very do like nice. uh, your, your teams against each other each week. That's a good call. I think <laughs> that would be fun. That would be interesting to see for sure. Well, Chris, um, I know you got to uh, go take your dog to doggy daycare for the, since you guys aren't watching on the video, but Ollie has made an appearance. Yeah, he's got to go to his puppy, his last puppy play date with all of his friends. So we got to Well, thank you so much for being on the show this week. Do you have any parting words or uh, future dreams that you're planning on? Well, no, I, I couldn't plan my dreams. I mean, maybe they're a little less stressful. Um, I do hope that, um, you know, Leo can make it up to me for really shitting on my team. But no, thanks for having me. This was really fun. And I love listening to it. Thank you. We will keep doing it if you keep listening. Randy, <laughs> yeah. Randy, how are you feeling? I know normally we do a matchup of the week right here, but we got to let Kristen go. Oh, yeah, I am. Uh... I'll see you later. I am feeling feeling good being at two and one. Um, I am nervous uh, in this matchup with the defending champion. Um, it is nerve wracking. So we'll see how waivers hit uh, hit tonight and tomorrow. Um, that is the main reason why I don't have a kicker since my kicker got injured and is out for multiple weeks. I dropped yeah. my kicker this morning, uh, but for the culture will always be there. But I know when to cut ties. <clears throat> Larry Legend needs to be cut. Um, but I know when to cut ties on my team. I hope that everyone recognizes that when your team, when your players are not being productive and you need to make those tough decisions, cut them. Yep, you can't get too emotional or too personal about your fantasy football team. So I know uh, Kristen here on the list before she had to go, her matchup of week four was you versus her. And so I know we've talked about it a few times. But uh, and you're a little skeptical going against undefeated. Um, it's going to be a tough decision, but hopefully your kicker scores some more points for you and gets you gets you over the line. Yeah, I mean, I I obviously I'm optimistic that I can take the win. Um, but I mean, we saw Patrick Mahomes put up almost a fifty piece, so it's going to be a battle. It's going to be a battle. Um, and I the thing that might help me is if. I don't know if we all heard, but the Titans and Steelers matchup might get postponed um, because of COVID. So I don't know if that's weird to benefit from that or not, but, but we'll see. I, uh, my matchup of the week is actually going to be password versus taco or password is taco versus touchdown breezes, a battle of two, two and one teams. Who's going to make that next step to be three and one and who's going to sit at 500. I think that'd be an interesting matchup to see. We have obviously um, Mikey riding the hot wave right now. Uh, and I foresee him, you know, taking this win this week too. And so we'll, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. That's a really good matchup between two and one teams. Uh, they points for and points against are both very close. There's only 14 point difference in the points for less than one point in points against. Uh, so they've seen very similar adversaries in their game so far. That one is definitely going to be good. My matchup of the week, I got Obus Chunks versus Flying Hawaiian, or I guess it's just Flying High, um, and pretty much for a very similar reason why you picked your game. I, I think this is 
Got to be feeling a little bit like a must-win game for both of these teams. They're going to get nervous if they drop a game and they go to uh, that one and three. Uh, Leo's coming off two losses in a row. I know he doesn't want to go three and oh. And um, same thing with Ian. Whatever team falls to one and three, that's going to be uh, a tough look for them. So I've got my eyes on that game this upcoming week. Definitely, definitely. I know you like to ask me and our special guests for any last words, but I'm going to ask you now, any last words for the group this week? No, I don't really got no, no last word. I guess on, <laughs> on, a per, on a personal note, because I dealt with uh, clothing moths all week, if you guys see moths flying in your house, make sure you kill those bastards because they – uh, are a giant pain in the ass. You do not want them. And they have caused my household a lot of stress this week. So on a personal note, um, death to moths because uh, they had me focus way less on sports this weekend than I wanted to. And uh, yeah, they, they, they took some of that fun away from me. What about you? Um, last note is I think we stressed it a lot in this podcast. I'm excited to see trades. I hope trades happen and we get in league that is very active because there are a lot of moves to be made right now in this time. There are ways to find. I want everyone to dig deep, find that, and look for me to get CMC. I'm here to nurture him whenever you need it, Lenny. One, one more note. Uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Kappa Chap at the University of Oregon. Uh, I think since they're back on campus, the executive board is back to posting their Instagram. I don't know if they ever see this, but uh, I, I was talking to whoever was posting because I thought their graphics were really good, much better than uh, what we ever did when I was on exec. Uh, as far as branding, obviously they've got way more tools to utilize those resources now. Like I, I wish we had Canva when we were in college. That would have been <laughs> so convenient. Uh, yeah. Just all the tools, right? I think back when, like, when we were in school compared to what the AKSI people are doing now, right? Which is like how social media is different, how brands build on social media is so different. We couldn't really have expected um, how that was going to work, or uh, just like if they wanted, they could still, if they were working remote, I'd assume they would still be doing GBM as like a live stream, right? You could totally do GBM uh, through Zoom and yeah, that would have been so interesting to go through. I'm, I'm, I would think they did that. I have no clue. Uh, I don't think they'd ever listen to this podcast. Uh, but one day, maybe they'll follow me on Instagram too, because I feel like I engage with them so much, and I can't believe they don't follow me. It's, it's some disrespect for my own chapter. Yeah, I think uh, AK Sai was in the Hall of Fame. I think everyone in this league would be Kappa Chap Hall of Fame members. <laughs> Um, they don't know, you know, and uh, the social media, it all started with a simple tweet war and look where they are now. So it's tweet good to see. Yeah. Well, I think that's the conclusion of this week's episode of the show. Randy, thanks as always for uh, doing this with me. I think it was super fun. Obviously the feedback has been very good. Shout out to uh, all the brothers out there and uh, some of the plus ones. Uh, if your significant other is a brother, we appreciate you listening as well. We've heard that uh, some some other people have been listening also, which is really cool. Appreciate it. Good luck to everyone in week four. See ya.